But yeah, Saturday recording. Let's go. You sound so sleepy, which is weird because you're the one that actually sleeps. <laughs> I slept for 12 hours last night from oh, 11 p.m. until 11 a.m. Fuck and you. And then I got up, I watched some of this, some of this. Some of it what? Some of it what? Sorry. Some of this game. Mm. <laughs> At about two o'clock, I was like, should I take a nap? Wow. I lay down for a bit, but I didn't actually sleep, so... I don't know what's going on with me, but maybe I'm a little bit sick or something because oh, I've no. been very tired. But I'm gonna have energy, and we're gonna do a recording. We're playing Dual Destinies. We have we have barreled through some of the games, and now we're in 3D land. I don't know why we're acting. I don't know why I'm acting like this is the first Dual Destinies one. We've already done one, but I feel like this was, you know, the last one was just a tutorial. Yeah, this is a proper one. I get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was long. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it didn't sound long at first when you were saying like, oh yeah, it's maybe like this amount of hours. And I was like, okay. Ah, and it's super long. I don't know why. And it's weird because it's like, I assume we're going to be talking about this. The investigation part of it is much more streamlined than I was like expecting. And even so, it was long. So imagine that if we didn't have like that fucking new structure for it. Oh, we, I wouldn't be here. I would be like, I don't know, somewhere else. Yeah, I kind of... What did you say about the the streamlined? That's the word you used, which I thought was very good. Uh, investigation. Thank you. I, I often use good words sometimes. Often it's times. true. <laughs> it's almost like you're a professional writer. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, but okay. <laughs> do you or do you not get paid to write? <laughs> Maybe. Depends on who's listening to this conversation. <laughs> um... Yeah, so, so, uh, what the background of this case, it's very convoluted, one oh, of those, again. yeah. <laughs> but it starts with the murder of the alderman of a village, and the village is very, like, touristy, and the, the way that they attract tourists is by having a lot of stuff to do with, like, different supernatural kind of superstitions and stuff. Um, so it's kind of interesting. Uh, it's obviously, like, a lot of it is based in Japanese mythology, so that's kind of... It's fun, right? Because, like, a lot of the other games have been localized to within an inch of their lives, basically, so it's like, okay, we're getting a, a bit more, like... I mean, they wouldn't really have been able to localize this out of it, so it kind of works. Uh, it was it was nice to get something a bit different, and everyone being very worried about yokai. Yeah. It's nice not to have, like, a fucking, I don't know, cop uh, theme park again. <laughs> and uh, speaking of cop, Athena takes out two cops back-to-back in this, which is extremely fun. Yay. Fuck yeah. So, yeah, I mean, at first we just get, like, this introduction with Apollo and Trucy going to see one of Trucy's friends who works in the village, whose name is Jinxie. She's, like, very afraid of all the ghosts and superstitions and stuff and then obviously there is the murder and uh phoenix is like oh yeah my new my new hire athena is has just arrived so like get her involved basically because as we mentioned last time this is like a flashback to the first time that athena and apollo uh met so it's kind of nice to see these two like get to know each other it feels once again like apollo is just being very like grouchy about somebody who is mostly just (laughs) having fun yeah (laughs) very much like the trucy uh, relationship as well, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, how did you find this opening, Diego? Something that's been on my mind for like the past couple like cases, like talking about the past game as well, is like sometimes I'm really hooked on like the setting itself or like the presentation itself, 
or like just like the, the premise itself of the case mm. and that's fine for like the first hour but then i just <laughs> like with each passing hour start like losing more and more interest and i don't know why because it's like like it's not like i was like super bored or anything at, at some point it was long it was like actually long but i don't know i don't want to like fall into the bias of like the, the stuff that you were saying of yeah it's never gonna be like the original trilogy again <laughs> <laughs> uh, because I'm kind of sensing that, like, we are almost, if we're counting cases as well, like, maybe we're just missing, like, one case. But we are pretty much as, like, the middle point of, like, this new quote-unquote trilogy. Yeah, that's true, actually. And it's kind of, like, I don't know how to feel about it yet. Whereas, like, the first game of, like, the original trilogy is, like, one of my all-time favorite games. Yeah, I actually was thinking along very similar lines, and, and what I was trying to figure out was, like, like, I got to the end of this case, and I was like, this is maybe the first case that I would consider a solid 7 out of 10. Where it wasn't like, like, it was just like so average. And I don't know how to explain it better than that. There's been cases which I really didn't like a lot worse. There's been cases which, like, were like 5s or 6s, where I was like, I, I, okay, so basically that's my, that's my review of the investigations games, where I'm like, okay, this was not good, but there was stuff in it that I liked about it. Hmm. And then obviously there's been really good cases, but I can't think of a single other one where I was like, this was so average. <laughs> And I don't know what it is about it, because you're right. You just don't get that same vibe from anything in the original trilogy. The original trilogy has misses, but it doesn't have anything that's just kind of fine. And I don't know what it is about it, because like you say, the kind of premise is interesting. And there was some stuff towards the end of this case where I was like, oh, like structurally, I think this is a lot better than, again, investigations yeah, yeah. Uh, in terms of pacing and stuff like that. And actually better than like the middle two cases of Apollo Justice, I think, as well. Mm -hmm. But like... Why doesn't it hit as hard as the original trilogy? That's what I keep trying to think about. And I think one thing is definitely like, I mean, if you talk about the first game, basically everything in that game is has a lot more personal stakes in it because it revolves so closely around like Phoenix's story and Edgeworth's story. And I think they miss out on that in both Apollo Justice and and this case this game so far. But I don't think that's everything and I'm I'm still trying to figure out. So yeah, I've been thinking along very, very similar lines, I think. <laughs> yeah, there's also the fact that like something that, that we've been talking about as well they are like personal stakes but they're like so i don't know like spread so thin sometimes uh they say like okay yeah here's what's gonna happen but you have to like go to the through like these first two or like three cases first and it's like why i don't know like this <laughs> one for example is like yeah it was like a you know backstory and we kind of got to see like apollo in the apollo we knew if that accounts for anything from the first game and then it's like oh yeah and then something happened but you yeah, had to like kind of had to like play another case to maybe find out and i fully believe that it's not gonna be until the fourth that we're gonna like see like actual I don't know, like, story beats like the first one. Right, yeah. I don't remember exactly, but I strongly suspect that you would be correct about that. Mm. <laughs> to say without spoilers, you know, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just get the impression. So yeah, it's interesting, but I, like I said, there was a lot in this case that I did really like. Mm -hmm. I am really a big fan of Athena, as I already mentioned. <laughs> 
And I think she was really good at this case. Although again, like you mentioned in the last case, it's kind of weird that she she's like the lead for like 10 minutes and then Phoenix comes in. And whereas in this one, she's like definitely the help for Apollo. And it's interesting to have like, um, instead of like, say Apollo and Trucy or like, you know, uh, Phoenix and Maya, like, you know, the assistant being just some random person. <laughs> it's fun to have like someone who knows about lore and stuff there, but also like- The role is the same. Yeah, the role is the same. Like, she should get to do her own thing a bit more, I think. Yeah. I mean, we're only on case two. And like I said, she could get more of a bigger role and I would not necessarily remember it. So we'll find out, but... Yeah, one will think that the structure to follow will be the first case with Phoenix, the second case with Apollo, the third with Athena, the fourth being like a mix of all three, maybe, or something like that. And the fifth is a DLC, so I don't know what to expect with that. Um... There's actually six cases, including the DLC. But the point you're making about them splitting it between people would make a lot more sense than what is actually happening right now, <laughs> which is just everyone fighting for attention. Wait, wait, wait. What did you say about the DLC? There are five cases in this game and a DLC. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Like, for some reason, I thought that, no, 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 the DLC, like, adds, like, six more cases. And I was going to be like, what? I'm canceling <laughs> the podcast right now. I'm sorry. Like, I had a time oh, frame know, in mind. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. Uh, okay, okay, no, no, no. It's just one extra case. Uh, as far as I remember, it's not very long. Okay, so, so my theory doesn't stand now. Uh, we'll see. It would be good, though, that's the thing. And yeah, I feel like... Mm, I feel like we can make a pretty solid prediction that they're gonna underuse Athena based on previous... Mm. You know, based on how women are treated in Ace Attorney. <laughs> yeah. Um... Speaking of Athena, they have introduced... They introduced this in the last case, but they especially talk about it in this case, which is uh, Athena's kind of backstory, which is that she studied law in Europe, and that's why she's a lawyer at the age of 18. And it's so fucking funny, because they've used this for prosecutors <laughs> multiple times, like uh, Francisca and Edgeworth and Clavia. But I mean, now they're like, and defense lawyers could do it too. And I don't know, for some reason, she's also like similar to Clavia in that she says random words in different languages but Clavia at least only used German, whereas she's just like, what if I spoke every European language? Mm. Which is how Europe works, apparently. Also, that's why she's always talking in Spanish, and I'm like, why are you doing this? But but you're right, like, she, she uses like, another, like a few other languages every now and then. Yeah, she seems to use Spanish the most, but she definitely also does French, and like, there's one or two other ones, I can't remember. Yeah, I don't know what, what, what's up with Europe, if they have like a fucking <laughs> like an intense like three-month training or something it's like they give you like the, the diploma and the badge right afterwards i don't know what's happening there yeah i don't think i would trust a lawyer who had been through that kind of training only but i mean the whole system is bad so i guess maybe it's a yeah <laughs> <laughs> speaking of the system we have been introduced to simon blackwell yeah. We finally don't have to call him David Bowie anymore. <laughs> yeah, for a record, he has nothing to do with Bowie. So, <laughs> that's, yeah. You sound disappointed. I didn't know what to expect. Um, yeah, that, <laughs> that silence is going to be my first answer, I guess. Like, I didn't know, like, again, all I knew about the character was, like, his sprite on the um the fucking like cover art of the game. So I didn't even know that he had like a ponytail or a <laughs> hawk, uh, which is fun. And I also I love Taco. Yeah, he's great. Um, and I also didn't know that he's uh, allegedly murdered someone. 
And I was like, okay, this is interesting. But yeah, I don't know. Because he, I mean, the thing is, maybe it's not like a fair first case for him. Uh, because he's used exactly for like prolonging the case as long as it goes. <laughs> so you end up being like super annoyed with him. So That's I don't know. Fair. Maybe it'd be better like next case or whatever. But in terms of like the character himself, he seems alright so far. But I would say he hasn't like made like an impact in the way that other prosecutors have in like the first, mm. their first uh, case or whatever. Uh, at least to me. That's fair enough. I think to me, like, he brings up a lot of really interesting thematic ideas, and I'm curious to see how badly they fuck them up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because a lot of it feels to me like, um, like, we talked quite a lot when... <laughs> we... <laughs> I mean, you were so right. It's so funny. <laughs> uh, we talked quite a lot when we were playing Apollo Justice. Like, I did quite a few comparisons with... Uh, investigations about like how they talk about the legal system and stuff but the thing about it is is that again we played investigations and Apollo Justice out of order whereas now we're back in order of release so this game actually can wrangle with some of the things that were in investigations and like it doesn't really directly because it's a spin-off and like in the same way that investigations never really talked about the main games like it's never really going to go in the opposite direction either. But, like, I think having... Uh, having Black Quill here, I almost just... I got so, I was so close to calling him Gavin, I couldn't remember what his name was, <laughs> even though they're nothing alike. Um, having Black Quill here, like, raises a lot of really interesting questions that I think were most... Clo- that, that I think are closest to the questions that were being raised in investigations, which is really fun for me because, as you know from this podcast... The questions they raised in investigations were so buck wild in the way they were handled. Yeah. <laughs> like, for example, when it comes to Blackwell, I guess, I don't know whether this is deliberate, but it highly implies that, like, he's in that prison from investigations because he has a pet. And that was, like, a whole thing that ah, was in investigations. That's so fucking smart. Right, exactly. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't have said right exactly when you said that, but never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I am so smart. Um, what the fuck was I talking about? Anyway, yeah, I just think there's a lot of potential here to raise questions about, like, you know, I've said this before, but every game raises different questions about the legal system or, like, addresses it in a different way. And I think that this one has a good chance of addressing it in a similar way to investigations, which is really interesting to me. I definitely already said that, but never mind. So, yeah, I'm really curious about it. Um, on the other hand... They call him the Twisted Samurai, and it's so funny to me. It's so, like, <laughs> welcome to my Twisted Mind vibes. It's not... It, you can't be doing that. Fuck. Um, yeah, so, I mean, like you said, they, they really streamlined this investigation. Did you want to talk about what it was actually like to play it? Because, as usual, I am not playing, I am watching. Yeah, there were only... Like, I don't know about your walkthrough, but even so, like, something that was thinking about it because my brain's poison is that oh so guy <laughs> people that do guides for a living like when when they encounter this game must have been like pretty disappointed because <laughs> it's not on rails like the investigation is not on rails but almost at some points you're kind of like okay i wonder where i have to go and maybe you have like two options at the first it's like okay i either go here or here and you go and exhaust your options and blah blah and at some point i was like either people were telling me like which evidence to present 
or the game itself was like actually taking me to like the destination that I had to go and there's no longer like the option to like investigate like any environment in this case it's just like one actual room and it's kind of like it has like its decay like mm. button and whatnot so you also don't have to like be trying to like inspect everything to see if like you can find like a clue or something in like an unrelated space or whatever yeah i hadn't thought about that actually yeah i mean for once i kind of appreciate that (laughs) it's cool but it's definitely more like friendly to newcomers in that way yeah i agree it's probably good overall especially because of how obtuse a study can be but on the other hand like i feel like you must lose a lot of little, like, a lot of the little jokes and stuff that were in Ace Attorney were in, like, when you investigate something that has no relevance to the case, but it's just, like, you get a little bit of dialogue about it. I feel like maybe, like, we haven't really talked about that, or, like, we haven't necessarily even seen it, because, like, if you've been using a walkthrough and I've been watching stuff, like, we haven't necessarily even come come up against them, but, like, I remember that being a big part of the game to me (laughs) at some point, so. That element is still somewhat present when you're doing, like, the... Mm the actual like inspections or investigations or whatnot right yeah. uh because you, i'm not sure if it's like either you select like the things you need to select first or you just need to like inspect everything like exhaust every option but in my case i was doing the later in like pretty much all times so i think it's like two or three times that you have to go through like the room and i was getting like those shocks but for example when i was in the like phoenix uh agency i saw like the beanie that he used to wear in like the previous game in the background and i was like oh you know as you were saying like in any other like game there would be like a shock or something with that yeah and no it's just something that you see in the background (laughs) and that's it oh that makes me sad (laughs) (laughs) like it's probably better overall but oh that made that specific example made me upset actually yeah (laughs) um speaking of that like we already saw phoenix in his new suit where he so in this case because it says six months earlier he's like oh i've decided i'm gonna go back and take the bar and then obviously between within those six months he passes the bar and there's a couple of notes that i want to make on the suit which is the one i did not realize until this is from the last case but i didn't bring it up then phoenix has like a gold chain in that in that Hmm. suit which is like different from his old one and i never realized until i i must have seen it at some point but i completely forgot that it's the locket that he wears in Apollo Justice and I think that's super cute. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And then the other thing is that Apollo comments that suit makes him look a million dollars and I just want to (laughs) say that's a pretty gay thing to say (laughs) about your boss. (laughs) Apollo also like I can't remember what he says but I wrote Apollo homophobia moments like two lines before I wrote that. Um, It has something to do with like one of the people in this case who is like effeminate. It's it's another Ace Attorney it's really an Ace Attorney homophobia moment. You know how it is. Yeah, I, I picked both of them. Like, even if they're not the same, like, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember exactly what Apollo says, but I was a bit like, hmm, I don't know about that. Hmm. Speaking of the writing in this case, it was, like, the writing overall was fine. They should have paid their editor more, is what I'm going to say. Yeah. Um, I don't know what was going on, and I don't... I wouldn't blame an individual. Uh, I'm guessing that, like, it was done under extreme time pressure or something like that. But there was a lot of typos. Like, a lot of typos. (laughs) And also just, like, a lot of, like, some of the individual writing was strange. Like, they used the word baloney, like, 15 times in the case. (laughs) And it was just, like, there's nothing wrong with it. But I feel like 
it like if I had been editing the game, I don't want to say that I, like, I don't want to talk myself up, but I feel like I would have noticed and been like, can we cut a few of these? Because it's weird. Like, it's a weird word. It stands out. Yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of, like, emblematic of how the whole, how the writing in the whole case was for me, where I was like, it just needs, like, a really good pass. Which was strange, because that's never been a problem in Ace Attorney before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's weird because, like, we've talked about how much higher the budget is and stuff. Like, there's so many anime cutscenes in this. Just cut one of those and use it to pay your editor, <laughs> I swear. <laughs> yeah, it's just surprising. Like, this is a big budget visual novel with, like, again, like I said, we've uh, talked about how much of a bigger budget it seems to have than other cases. Yeah. Than other, than other games. Maybe Capcom should have should need to have, like, a 10-second, like, animation at the beginning of the game and instead pay, like, a... <laughs> An editor to like do another pass, maybe. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure that this is the only game where this is a problem. But Capcom, I am a professional game editor now, so mm-hmm. you can pay me to do this. <laughs> <laughs> Unironically. <laughs> if I see a balloony in Ace Twenty Seven, I know that that, that was going to be your fault. <laughs> uh, now I have to make sure that the game I'm editing on does not ever have the word baloney in it, because otherwise Diego is going to come for me. I mean. What if, like, Capcom hires you, but that means that you don't get to, like, do another season of this podcast? <laughs> I can. It's not really... This isn't a journalistic podcast. There's no <laughs> conflict of ethics there. Mm. <laughs> I'm not getting paid to do this. <laughs> I don't know. What if I reject because of my ethics? <laughs> yeah, you can... If that's true, then you can find someone else to do Turn About Breakdown with, and I'll just become a listener, I guess. <laughs> no. No. Bad ending. <laughs> Okay, well, I guess I won't tell you until we're done with the podcast. They'll be like, by the way, I did edit on Ace <laughs> <laughs> I don't know which one of all of the three possible scenarios is the worst one. So let's let's continue <laughs> with this, please. I don't want to think about it. Um, yeah, sure. Uh, there's a trial. Are you dumb? Are we are we cool with the investigation? I don't remember what the fuck is going yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, it goes so much like back and forth with it that yeah. I don't care. Uh, the one thing I did forget to mention is the appearance of Fulbright, who is uh, the new detective in this game. Mm. That kind of, I mean, it's not really a spoiler to say we see him again because he kind of has that detective gumshoe vibe of like being the guy that we see all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and I mentioned that because Fulbright is obsessed with the concept of justice. And um, there is a line in the trial near the beginning where he says to Apollo, you're unfit to bear your name, boy. And it's one of the rawest lines in Ace Attorney. <laughs> <laughs> Having just talked shit about the writing, that line ruled. Whoever wrote that one, that person really needs a pay rise. <laughs> yeah, the trial is interesting. Um, obviously, it's our first introduction to Black Quill, which we already talked about. We have another moment where... I mean, I mean, we have a moment where Athena comes to the rescue, which is another moment that the weird little girl comes to the rescue. Um, this feels less weird when it's, like, another lawyer, at least, but it's still like, okay, we're still on this, I guess. Yeah. I think it's also worth pointing out, sorry if you were just about to say that. No, please. Like, there's, there's like, this moment, uh, this line from Athena, where she's just like, oh yeah, uh, a quick therapy session, she'll ease her mind. <laughs> And yeah, it is kind of weird. Like, it's cool that it's, like, her thing. Like, psychology or whatever. And then she uses, like, a specific term, which I'm not remembering right now. Analytical psychology? Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's also kind of like... Uh, that's not how therapy works. Like, 
I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just fine, you know? But it's just, it's not like I'm saying, like, oh, it should be so, like, accurate or anything like that. Because, oh, yeah, like, yeah. the thing we had before was, like, spirit mediums and stuff. Like, it's not really a big deal, but it's not, like, super engaging to me. And it doesn't really make up for it with any kind of thematic or, like, narrative uh, interest, if that makes sense. Hmm. Like, mechanically, thematically, and narratively, it's just not that interesting to me, I guess, is the problem. Yeah. If it had one out of the three, I could get... I, I think <laughs> it could get away with it, but it doesn't really. Um, yeah, no, that was a good point to bring up, because that's not what I was going to say. What I was going to say was, this trial... As far as anyone says, in fact, we know by the end, because the judge makes a judgment, uh, not a Mason trial, no jury involved. <laughs> there is no mention of this in the whole game, even though I think it's set like a year later. I guess this is only six months later. But so far, we have heard nothing about what happened with that whole like experiment they were doing. Phoenix doesn't bring it up or anything. And even in this trial, they talk about, like, you need evidence to prove what you're talking about. Like, near the end of the trial, you almost lose because you don't have exact evidence you need. And it's like, haven't we... Did we just do a whole game where we talked about how this was, like, didn't make any sense Mm -hmm. as a concept? You know, I'm not saying the system should be completely fixed now. Like, Like I said, every single game has, like, their own approach to talking about the legal system and how it's fucked up. And this is another one. That's fine. But it's weird, like narratively that they don't follow up on it in the slightest. Yeah, I mean, it's the exact same thing that I was saying uh, in the previous episode of the, like, of the first case of this game. It's like, yeah, they're probably gonna like not mention anything at all. And then in the last <laughs> case, the judge is gonna be like, mm, maybe we should do something about this. And it's like, we've been through this like time and time again by now. It's not like, it's not even novel anymore. It's like, either have some consistency or just like accept the fact that this is fucked up and you're just like, I don't know. Trying to like buy time and like make every fucking case and or try it longer <laughs> than it should be because of sheer incompetence or whatever. I don't know. I got mad at the game. I'm sorry. If you're a, a, an Ace Attorney uh, developer listening to this, this, this isn't against <laughs> you. This is against, I don't know, the judge. Whoever wrote the judge did a good job because <laughs> I fucking hate that guy, even after so many games. He seems to be getting worse in some oh, ways. Yeah. Um, worse, like, as in. Yeah, I don't mean worse written, I mean worse, like, actually within the concept of the game. Uh, So, better in some ways, you know what I mean. Yeah, this first trial is, like, not super interesting, I don't think. Like, mostly uh, we have just, like, introduction to um, Blackwell, which we talked about, and then, like, just a lot of back and forth. The the guy who was accused of the murder is the mayor of the town, whose name is Tenma. It's Jinxie's father. And uh, I feel like by the end of this trial, I was feeling like... And this is going back to what I was saying, right? This trial does feel in many ways like vintage Ace Attorney to me. Like, there's the, oh, we feel like we have a picture of the culprit flying away from the case, (laughs) but like, how could that be possible? There's like the guy pretending to be possessed by a demon so that he can like protect his daughter. There's like a lot of stuff in here where I'm like, yeah, that feels like Ace Attorney to me, like a lot more than in either Investigations or uh, Apollo Justice. But it doesn't cohere into something as emotionally, like, effective. And I don't really understand why. <laughs> the thing is that it's something that I want to, like, also bring up, but maybe from, like, a different angle. Mm. Yeah, we are, like, threading again in, like, familiar grounds, maybe, if you want to call it that way. But it also comes with the fact that, again, like, we, we have people, like, uh, with costumes, and, like, I'm seeing, like, this fucking 
flyer or whatever for this like <laughs> pressure like every like fucking or 10 or 20 minutes and it's kind of like it feels like they still samurai over again <laughs> in a way and it's i mean they're different and whatnot but it's kind of like it has like the same vibe and it's like kind of feel like you feel like a mix of again like elements of like past cases that is like yeah it's fine but i feel like there are like there's still like a large number of cases left to go uh, for me to start feeling like mm, maybe this is like threading on all grounds like a bit too much for me. That's true. I honestly hadn't thought about like the connections, but now that you point them out, like yeah, it is a little bit. I, I wouldn't say repetitive, but like you can see where it picks up these themes, and I guess whether it works not not even themes, but like uh, like images and like bits of evidence and stuff. I guess it honestly, if I thought of it as a callback, it probably would have felt more shallow to me whereas i just felt it more like oh yeah it's just like like it rhymes in that old star wars way of putting it mm-hmm. so yeah it's interesting i'm curious to see whether they'll do more of that through the rest of this game and whether it feels repetitive or not i mean you did point out that my analogy with star wars was accurate in ways that i need no <laughs> and now i'm getting like scary about that fuck that's not even what i was referencing but it's true that is the thing that uh i'm thinking about also uh. This trial ends with... Well, I guess I should talk about the other thing about Blackwell, which is that at some point during the trial, he, like, breaks out of his shackles that he has because he's a prisoner, which, by the way, weird, weird thing to do. As in, it's a weird, like, setup. Uh, and when he breaks out of them, he starts, like, threatening Apollo and stuff, and it's very... It's very dramatic in a way that I think is kind of fun, to be honest. I mean, wh- why did he, like, still have, like, his fucking sword? in the courtroom <laughs> like i i don't understand i mean again it's very vintage aa like it's it's theatrical like <laughs> uh edgeworth and it's holding a weapon in court like francisca don't really feel like we have too much godo in there we don't really have too much gavin but you know it's it's still like it feels i don't know i liked i liked it i like i like theatrical prosecutors what can i say <laughs> However, it turns out at the end of the trial that the shackles have fucking electricity in them. I think prison might be fucked up in this game. Yeah. Curious to see if they do anything about that. I'm also curious, like, this doesn't have anything to do with, like, the prison being fucked up. But it, but it is about the prison in some way. Mm. Uh, when you were saying, like, oh, yeah, maybe, like, this is a prison for investigation because he has, like, an animal bed and blah, blah. Not blah, blah, like... Like discrediting you about blah blah in like what you were no, saying. No, it's fine. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> <laughs> like something that that the character has is like he sometimes like quotes stuff that apparently like other like um convicts told him in the past. Mm. And I'm curious to see if there's like a hint of reference in some of the quotes at some point of like, oh, maybe like this comes from this character or this character that we like, yeah, that that the court like found guilty in like a past game. That would be fun. I would like to expect that it happens at least once. But yeah, I, I didn't pick up like anything yet. Mm, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really have much else to say about the first part of the trial. Did you? No, I think it's in the second part that. Ah, uh, he says something like, "Oh yeah, that queer power of yours," which was like a weird <laughs> he d- line. He does say that. <laughs> yeah, I think it's because he's he talks in kind of an archaic way in other in other ways as well. Like, and using queer to mean weird is like definitely an archaic. Like, I don't know. Like, I would expect it from like a nineteen fifties ass character, which he kind of is. So I kind of get that. But again, maybe feel like could have had a quick edit on that mm-hmm. one. <laughs> 
I mean, we can basically go ahead to the to the next trial anyway. Like the things that I have for the investigation very briefly are like mostly to do with the conversation that you have with Phoenix, like right at the start, where he like he he like passes on Mia's wisdom about like oh the worst times are when a lawyer has to force their biggest smile and like turn the case upside down stuff. And I thought that was so cute. Like I don't know, it's so nice to see like Mia's uh, like lessons being passed on to another generation type thing. Yeah, <laughs> and then also on a side. Uh, Edgeworth reference where he's like, oh yeah, when I met Athena, I was helping a friend of mine uh, who was in Europe with some legal cases they needed help on, and I was like, that's a euphemism if I've ever heard one. <laughs> oh, I didn't pick up that. That's funny. I don't think you necessarily, like, I don't know, it's not very obvious, but because we know Edgeworth has spent time in Europe before, like, I mean, I know, because I pay too much attention to this. <laughs> it's cute. Uh, it's just a nice conversation. And, and, and I think the thing about having the Mia, or like, not just the Mia, but like the references overall, is like, bridges Phoenix back to like that trilogy Phoenix without it being like, it's not like walking it all the way back, his characterization, but it's a link at least. I don't know. I, I thought it was interesting. I thought it was nice. Hmm. Yeah, it was a sweet moment. I still want the the Phoenix that we didn't have. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I can grant that it was a, a cool moment. <laughs> um and the other the other thing I was thinking about in this investigation is like they spend so much time talking about like the yokai and stuff and like, you know, it goes into all the details of the case, which is not worth getting into, but like I was suddenly thinking like, I don't know. I, I assumed that I would remember if that the twist was that yokai were actually real. But then I was like, there's spirit mediums in this game. Like, I don't know. I don't know if we should be assuming that this case is not actually based on spiritual stuff, you know? Yeah, at some point I thought they were gonna, like, they were about to come into it. Like, it would have felt weird to me yeah. uh, because of that specific reason. But no. No. The only other thing in this is that, like, we have to open a locked door and it's the most uncharted-ass puzzle in the world. It's like, what? Like, oh, you have to move the statue so that they're facing a certain way and stuff. And it's like, I don't... It just feels weird to me. Like, this is a this is a visual novel. Like, we didn't need a weird, like, 3D... Like, it feels like that puzzle works in, like, 3D games, although I also don't like them in Uncharted. So I guess maybe I'm just biased against them in general. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it happens, like, this time, because of, like what the case involved in like the door or whatever it's fine but if we get like one in each case it's gonna be like uh yeah you really wanted to like justify how much money you spend in like the three the whole 3d thing right <laughs> yeah uh, there was one other thing actually which is that perceive mostly takes place during investigations in this case mm-hmm. rather than on the stand in fact i think it might be entirely because well not because but Related to that, at least a correlation is on the stand, we mostly have the mood matrix stuff with Athena. And I weirdly enough think that Prestige works better in this, but it's also just a worse Magatama. So <laughs> <laughs> I still miss that again. But that's all I got. Then we're back to the, the last bit of the trial, unless you had anything else to mention. I'm looking at my notes, which there aren't that many of them. Uh, and no, I don't think so. What was the Black Quill scene that was wasted for you? I don't remember this. Oh yeah, like, uh, what you were saying about when he frees from his shackles and whatnot. It seemed mm. too early to me. <laughs> it's like, you had that under your sleeve and you used it, like, earlier than, than you should have. Yeah. Because it didn't, it didn't make much for me. Like, I was more yeah. impressed by Taka, the, the hawk, <laughs> than that moment, so. True. Oh, something I like is that whenever Black Quill, like, slams his fist on the stand or whatever. Like, the hook, like, opens their eyes, like, 
wide and I find it super funny. <laughs> yeah, it's cute. I I love Taka. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I thought like the the final trial part here was really interesting because again it had like these what I would consider like classic Ace Attorney pacing where like. You go into it thinking that you know who did the crime. Mm-hmm. Well, you do actually, which is the gay man Lavelle that we talked about before. And in fact, you know that from the beginning because of the opening cutscene. Again, very Ace Attorney to be like, oh, well, you you know, but obviously Apollo and Athena and everybody doesn't know. And then there's like a weird twist where it turns out like the argument you've been making about Lavelle doesn't actually make sense because it was actually this other character who was like dressed up as a yokai, blah, 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 all this details and stuff. But like, I felt like that was a very... Again, it feels like Ace Attorney pacing to me. And then, like, there's this ending twist where, like, the problem may be that I don't actually remember what happens right at the end. So clearly it wasn't that interesting, which kind of goes to prove my point, which is that, like, it feels like it should be classic Ace Attorney, but it just doesn't hit in the way that classic Ace Attorney does, if that makes sense. Yeah. And again, it's maybe because we've seen this structure before uh, already. Mm, And it's kind of like... I don't know. Like, it seemed more of a nuance to me that we had everything and there was still like, but well, you still need one more piece of evidence. And I presented a piece <laughs> of evidence and then there were like, and now there's like this moment where Apollo <laughs> needs to think about another piece of evidence. And I was like, come on. Oh yeah, the Ace Attorney people play Danganronpa moment. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's unbelievable. Like, I don't, I don't understand where that comes from at all because it happens exactly once at the end of the trial and it's like it's like they take the oh we need to turn this case on its head which was like so classic in the trilogy and the thing is they do that in this case in a way that feels pretty satisfying but then they're like we need to do it one more time but like more dramatic and it's like you didn't have to do that no 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 yeah um yeah, I mean, I think that's the main thing. And then, like, there's a line by Apollo that says Rube, Gold- Rube Goldberg machines... Oh my god, let me try that again. Rube Goldberg machines have less elaborate setups than Lebel's scheme. And it's like, yeah, don't draw attention to that because it just really draws attention to the fact that, like, this case is really... It's honestly not that convoluted in comparison to some of the other cases that we've talked about, but it is also still too convoluted. <laughs> yeah, when they were showing, like, one of the last times that they were showing the map layout of like the crime scene they were going like back and forth like oh yeah so like the murderer went here and did this and then someone showed up and then they went <laughs> and they they went back to the room and changed and they were up and, and i was like why why are you making all of this just yeah just i don't know yeah and then basically the only other thing which was interesting to me about this is like you kind of mentioned it like there's a lot of pushback on like oh you really need evidence still and like oh you don't have it and like basically blackwell being like sort of a classically Ace Attorney trilogy prosecutor where they just like don't let up on you kind of thing which feels different to Gavin because as we talked about like Gavin was a lot more like seemed to be on that Edgeworth like (laughs) train where he was like oh we're both supposed to be like working towards the same thing which is weird because at one point Blackwell like says there are no sides here like Lavelle is like aren't you supposed to be on my side and he's like there are no sides here and it's that very classic thing that both that like Edgeworth did and that was like a big part of his characterization. And then Gavin did in the second case of, a- of Apollo Justice, 
like to show that he was already on that. And I mentioned it at the time and I was like, oh, that's really interesting that they've done that. And then they did it with Blackwell as well. And I was like, oh, that's really interesting. Especially because they're talking about like, oh, it's the dark age of the lore. And like somehow we don't know how yet, but Blackwell is like directly related to that. So it should be really interesting. Like, okay, but like Edgeworth's philosophy still seems to like have taken hold in the prosecutor's mm. office in some way. But then like his actual actions don't add up at all to what he's what he says. So I don't know. I wonder whether, again, whether that's like, okay, this is just the basis where we're at and then we'll develop from there. Or I wonder whether they will drop the ball completely. Who could say? <laughs> is Blackwell in like the, the... What's the name of like the third game that we are yet to play? Oh, um... Spirit, Spirit of Justice. Justice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is he like the prosecutor? Yeah. Is he the pro- He is not the main prosecutor. Um, huh. I don't remember whether he's in it at all. <laughs> like a, a little bit, you know. I mean, granted, they still have like four more cases to go here, so there's like plenty yeah. of room. But we're. I don't want to say too much because I do remember some things, but I I will say even if I was playing this without any knowledge of what what is coming up, I feel like they've laid down a lot of interesting stuff for Blackwell because I mean. Other than, like, like on a narrative level, there's, like, the mystery of, like, what he, like, his story, basically, right? Like, they're, de- they're clearly laying down stuff for that. But on a thematic level, like I mentioned earlier, like, the idea of having a prisoner also be a prosecutor and then setting up this thing where he says that he's not taking sides but then acts like a complete dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> it's really interesting and I really hope they do something interesting with it. I love how this case is, like, basically, like, both of us being, like, we hope this game is good, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it's just like a back and forth, like all the time, being like, oh, maybe, maybe not. We'll see. The only thing that I uh, forgot to mention through this that I wanted to quickly touch on is that there were two songs that really stood out to me as good, which I wanted to mention because when we talked last time, we were both like, I don't remember any of the songs in this case. One of them was the investigation song, and one of them was Fulbright's song. Although, when I said that, I just remember that in your notes, you wrote something about the investigation song also, which is very funny. Did you? I mean, I would never with anybody, like, judge, like, their taste or whatever, especially in music. Uh-huh. But, but that was, I was... I feel a little bit judged right now, not gonna lie. <laughs> but I was surprised. I thought you were gonna say, uh, like, Lavelle's song, not, like, Fulbright's. I because I like don't really uh, remember Lavelle. I found that like more interesting. Uh, Fulbright's got kind of annoying, uh, which is if it's on purpose because of the character, it's working. <laughs> but uh, it should it shouldn't be like that. Well, you you did say the investigation song sounds like I'm playing an arcade racing game from Sega. <laughs> um, I'm gonna take that as a compliment. Oh yeah, so absolutely. We agree on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll see whether Fulbright's song gets annoying to me later on. But yeah, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much everything that I wanted to mention. Uh, how about you? Yeah, my notes kind of like stopped at one moment, um, <laughs> which was like today because I spent like the last two, two and a half hours playing, basically. So yeah. What? Uh, what was what was the dude's rock moment? I am curious. Oh, they just got seen. Uh, you know, like when the, the mayor like. Oh yeah. <laughs> Put on the, the wrestling like mask again. Like there's like an anime cutscene for that moment, and everyone's doing like the horn side, which was like super funny <laughs> to me. And like the music and everything was just like again an extremely unnecessary cutscene. Uh, I thought they were gonna be doing something with Apollo, maybe because again I thought this case was gonna be the one that was gonna explain like, okay, why is he wearing that cape? Why is he doing what he's doing? And uh, no, but yeah, it was fun. 
Because it was just like a bit too much, uh, but in a funny way. I kind of like having that cutscene be like very throwaway almost because it feels like at the end of every single case, uh, in Ace Attorney, there's always like a little celebration moment where like things are just really silly for a while, even if the case itself has been really harrowing. Mm. <laughs> Not to say this case was harrowing, but just like that's just like a I don't know a tradition, I guess. So that was fun. Uh, but yeah, we we don't we didn't learn anything about no. Apollo's. <laughs> You know, how he is in case one from this. Um, there's like a little thing at the end where Athena's like, and the first crack started to appear in the next case, which was about like this legal academy. And that's all we know so far. Yeah, and I'm here like, okay, so what was this case then? We need just like a <laughs> second case, and that's it, okay. Yeah, like, it's nice to see like Athena and Apollo's first case together, but like, we didn't need it. Like, we could easily have seen them like, do another case together, like, I don't know. We'll see how the next case goes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. Well, uh, in two weeks we will do Turnabout, I don't know what it's called. Turnabout Academy. Legal Academy, something like Turnabout that. Turnabout Academy. Is it actually? Fuck. <laughs> Turnabout Academy. Going back to school. No. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to. Uh, well, you have to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, the lawyers aren't going back to school. They're just investigating there, I guess. Hmm. Until then, uh, you can find me on Twitter at JM Costello, and you can find the show at Breakdown AA. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at TheArtWaysShow66. Uh, so I had, <laughs> I had like a couple, if anything, this case was like a good, serve as a good foundation for like puns. Uh, <laughs> but none of them were like really good, except for. Uh, so, okay, so I had this one first, and I was kind of like. <laughs> trying or like waiting for you to like kind of give me the the lead for it uh like not on purpose or like indirectly um i'm very proud that i didn't yeah. do this <laughs> so you know how like uh the mayor is supposedly the yokai at times and he's like mm-hmm. uh that, like this yokai is like basically uh like a crow so yes. i was gonna say something like oh there was a lot of chaos in the coco room <laughs> 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 okay, I'm gonna go with that one. Thank you very much. Uh, regretfully, that one was very <laughs> I was thinking, like, oh, I never said this out loud, like, and I'm not gonna practice it, <laughs> like, on my own in my apartment because it's gonna be weird for my neighbors. Uh, so it was like, okay, I'm gonna, like, just say it live and it has to be good. So, yeah, that's it. Good night. Goodbye. <laughs>